Welcome to Gain That Tune. Everybody, game that tune is back in the house once again, and oh man, we're gonna we're gonna have a great night tonight. It's your boy John Harrington here. We got John Regan with us. Say hey, hey. And we got David Fleming. Say hey, hey. There he is, and we got Jesse Moore. Say hey, hey. All right. So, man, it is game that tune episode ninety two. You know, we are just rolling along through our, uh, you know, Game That Tune 90s episodes. And if you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, we're going to listen to video game music. We've each got three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess the games based on the songs and a little bit of trivia. Goof off, have a lot of fun, talk a bunch of junk. And, uh, you know, the winner at the end of the night plays their bonus tune and picks a theme for our next episode. And uh, let's see, let me give you the rundown of where we've been. Episode 91, David picked the theme of the 90s. And then I won episode 91, and I loved that theme so well. It was such a slam dunk theme that I decided to continue it for tonight's episode, episode 92. So the theme is once again, the 90s. And as I was so rudely interrupted during my pop culture rundown of the 90s last week, I will now continue. So, moving on to 1992. In politics, the 27th Amendment to the United States Constitution was enacted to prevent members of Congress from granting themselves pay raises during their current sessions. That's pretty important, guys. You know, what about, how about those clowns in Congress, am I right? Um, how is it still so topical? Exactly. <laughs> the number one song on the Billboard chart? Any guesses? Um, is it something, uh... Spirit. I don't know. Tears, oh, tears no, of the it's, Clown. It's I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Ooh, that is yeah. a fantastic jam. Ooh, yeah. uh, top movies at the box office. It's a great year for Kid Me. Aladdin. <laughs> a little movie called Home Alone 2, Lost in New York for the Christmas uh -huh. crowd. And uh, also for the Christmas crowd, Batman Returns. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, 1992 was the last year that both the Winter and Summer Olympics were held in the same year. And, uh, for me personally, this one's important. The Spinner Hubcap was invented by James <laughs> Gregg of Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's fucking awesome. Those are amazing. And in random trivia, a shipping container filled with 28,000 rubber ducks was lost in the Pacific Ocean. And to this day, they are still being found around the world. So, moving on to 1993. Uh, hold on. Mm. Let me see. Um, I, I, I think that that's enough, John. I, that, that, that one year is no, plenty. No. no, come on, man. I got a lot of, a lot of pop culture trivia here. No. Uh, no. Game <laughs> one.
Cool. Well, pretty very cool. neat. Yeah. like a little trivia for this game yes please i'm curious oh yeah okay um i have two pieces of trivia one will help if you're looking at a particular list on wikipedia uh this game the box art for this game features the four main heroes fighting against an enemy who never appears in the game which as a child pissed me off so much. Hmm.
Does anyone want the uh, second piece of trivia? Just for fun. Uh, this game was released in Japan in 1991, in America in 1992, and was never released in Europe. Oh, that sucks. Man. I know. Oh my, I'm angry. Ugh. On behalf of all of Europe. I'm very sorry, guys. You missed amazing game. Fuck. So. Hmm. He's got some guesses. Uh, hold on. Jesse has his guess. Oh. Oh, man. <laughs> John Reagan has his classic answer of a drawing of a penis. Uh, John Harrington and Jesse both say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Manhattan Project. And Jesse asking a question I didn't technically... or answering a question I didn't technically ask. Uh, the character that the turtles are fighting on the box art is a Triceraton. The alien race that are like hybrid human Triceratopses. There's never a Triceraton in the game, and it pissed me off because I really wanted to fight one after looking at that box art. I gotta say, that action figure was awesome, too. Like, fucking, he had this sweet machine gun with, like, a shield on it and stuff, and, like, he was really, really cool. He was one of my favorite. I see points on the screen, but I don't think David ever verified if this is the right game or not. No, he just started uh, talking about Triceratons. <laughs> I thought I said they had the correct answer oh. of Teenage Mutant Ninja no, Turtles you, Manhattan Project. I'm sorry. Uh, John and Jesse are correct. <laughs> the longer I go I was without harp sound back 30 seconds ago to verify that you did not say we were correct. The longer but I go I knew that without we were correct. There's a certain sound in that last song that kind of let me know that we were correct. The longer I go without uh, hand that to ching, the more stress I get. I'm like, come on, yeah, somebody exactly. told you this right. <laughs> Oh, you can't hold this man in suspense much longer? <laughs> it's it's uh, John's own personal version of speed. If he doesn't hit a cha-ching every 30 minutes, <laughs> he will explode. Exactly. Thank goodness that me, you, and Jesse are playing the game. Otherwise, he'd really be fucked. Um, but yeah. Oh, man. Manhattan Project. So this is the game where the Ninja Turtles developed the nuclear bomb. Whoa. Right. <laughs> I more or less. I mean, I have a vague recollection of this game. I mean, it's got a few different stages. Uh, they all take place at different nuclear facilities um, around the U.S. and Robert Canada. Robert there. Yes, exactly. You start at the Oak Ridge facility, and then eventually you work your way to Los Alamos and Chicago and into Canada. And then I think the last stage is Japan. Um, Ooh, yeah, that one's kind of a, a really dark ending for the Turtles game. <laughs> uh, it's the it's the other other Turtles in time, right? The Turtles only you know they they go back to one time period, and that's where the whole game takes place. <laughs> um, that's Big it. Apple, right? three a.m., ten million B.C., Japan, nineteen forty-five. Oh no, let's not touch that one. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> Uh, turtles are about to ruin someone's day. A lot of people's day. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, canceled Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 movie where they travel back in time to Hiroshima in 1945. <laughs> um, no, I do have vague recollections of this game. Doesn't this game start off on the beach? Yes. Um, yeah, you're in Florida. Yeah. Uh, and you surf Pacific. all the way back to New York. Yeah. 
you do. You can't Welcome surf in Key West. That's not doable. Well, they, okay. the turtles have rocket surfboards. Oh, yeah. so okay. That okay, but before you do we get start the ship, I think at one point, don't you? Sorry. That's where you fight Bolt or uh, what's his name? Uh, Chuck. Um. In the in the first level, you fight Rocksteady, and then I, I believe you fight Ground Chuck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, before we start getting into, like, what is and isn't possible in this game, the plot involves Shredder and Krang, like, ripping the city of Manhattan, like, out of the sky and hovering it miles above the ground. So, you know, so, surfing wait. in Key West... It's Age of Ultron! probably possible. That's what I was gonna say, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Age of Ultron! <laughs> yeah! God, is it awesome. bad that I thought of Ninja Turtles, um, Angel Island, like, from Sonic 3? <laughs> Yes! <laughs> that is bad. But it's not at all out of character for you, so <laughs> it's all good, bro. Uh, um, yeah, so Shredder in this game is played by James Spader. Um, <laughs> James Shredder, if you will. Uh, and uh, yeah, he uh, he's going to destroy the entire Earth and cause an extinction-level event by slamming Manhattan back into it. Is this the game? I mean, I'm really yeah, confused like now. That. I, th I thought it was the nuclear testing game, and now I think it's the Age of Ultron game. And based on the fact that it takes place, you know, starts out in Key West, I feel like it's a rude awakening from the Turtles' gay vacation game. So, this game could be anything. Like, <laughs> No, no, see, you're thinking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Fire Island. It's a very different game. See, it would have made sense if it started on Fire Island. That's in New York, like... If they, but they had to surf all the way from Key West, the other gay island destination. So you know those surfboards must have been going so fast. Like, I can't believe uh, those, those you know, are some. I mean, some of the some those, of the science doesn't check out on that. Those Somebody are some, should have been fired for these blunders. Those are some well-crafted surfboards made out of carbon fiber or some other crazy material well, that can withstand that kind of speed. Exactly. <laughs> and in fairness, halfway through the surfboard level, they land on a submarine. That's where they fight ground chuck. But then they take a hauling ass submarine, probably from like Myrtle Beach all the way to New York. I mean, you know, there's just some hauling ass on, uh, you know, on the water in this game. But uh, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's really something, man. Uh, why is Shredder like stealing the entire city? Is Carmen San Diego in this game? Be because he's evil? <laughs> it's a Ninja Turtles beat em up. Something bad happens, so they have to beat the hell out of a lot of Foot Clan. Like, what do you want? What would I you mean, do with the whole city that you stole? Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, do you like, do you hold it for ransom? <laughs> or, I would, like, yeah, I would assume ransom or drop it somewhere else to destroy. Maybe you just want a Sky City. I mean, come yeah. on. Maybe Shredder's Sky. doing the Dark Knight Rises thing, and he's gonna give all the Manhattan people hope before he blows them up with the nuclear bomb that was developed by the turtles in the Manhattan Project. Hmm? He's really gonna let them live in a floating thing. sky city. <laughs> you know, it seems- Or maybe he wants like to start Bioshock Infinite. Ooh, that's also a possibility. <laughs> so we've discovered Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project. It is the genesis of every other video game. Sonic 3 yeah. and Knuckles, I Bioshock mean, it's a Infinite. Great game. Like, that was in my Nintendo a lot when I was a kid. Like, it had a great... I mean, it's a great two-player game. It looked fantastic, you know, on the NES. And, like, it was just a fun beat-em-up. You know, it was Ninja Turtles, too. I mean, everyone loves Ninja Turtles, especially back then in the 90s. 
This is also, if I remember, I think this is the only Ninja Turtles beat-em-up. Because I know the arcade game didn't do it, and I don't think Turtles in Time does it, where every character has their own, like, special move. You push, like, jump and attack at the same time, and they each do something different. Like, Leonardo yeah. spins around with his swords. Raphael, like, drills forward. Michelangelo does, like, some weird handstand kick thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. And then Donatello, I think, like, flips forward with his bow. Like awesome. a giant pinwheel attack. Cool. So, I mean, NES beat him up to two players, obviously not four. Um, and doesn't this one, I mean, trying to th I'm trying to think of who else you fight in this one. You got Bebop and Rocksteady. Uh, you definitely fight uh, Ground Chuck. Ground Chuck. Uh, you fight Leatherhead. And I know you fight uh, Toka and Razor, too. Ooh, really? You fight <laughs> yeah. Raki? Ah, uh, maybe? I don't remember. I know there's a level in the sewer, and you fight, like, foot soldiers on giant mouser robots, but I don't remember who the boss oh, is. Yeah. Hmm. I just so, keep who's giggling. boss in the Key West level? Is it the ghost oh. of Tennessee Williams? We really need to go back to the, the Key West thing. I'm determined to move this uh, gate. Do you fight the, the rock dude, the sergeant rock dude? Probably. Yeah, I think yeah. you do. Cool. Um, but yeah. Uh, shit, David. You gotta, you gotta tell us more uh, things you love. So what, what about these Triceratons that gets you so bent out of shape? Are you just a huge so, dinosaur fan? Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I remember them from the action figures, and I remember them from the 80s cartoon, and I thought they were really cool because they were just like dinosaur alien people. And the cover of the game has them, like, all charging towards this guy with, like, a giant laser gun. It's like, fuck yeah, that looks awesome. And then they never show up in the game. And I know that because I rented this game a ton as a kid. And one day I finally, like, I was determined. And I sat down with this game and stayed up till, like, 10.30, 11.30 at night. Which I was, like, six at the time. So that was late. And I yeah. sat down and beat this game, and you never fight the Triceratons. I was so pissed. That Did sucks. you use the code at all, or...? I didn't know the Konami code worked on this game, but it does. Okay. Did you know the Triceraton yeah. code? <laughs> yeah, you should have yeah. heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have to plug it in with Sonic and Knuckles. <laughs> yeah. The code that reveals the secret Triceratons, or lets you play as four different Triceratons. Oh my god. You know. Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Triceratons. Exactly, that's what the T's actually stand for. Triceraton Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> so it's just like Triceratons with shells on their back? Yeah, Cowabunga. Cool. <laughs> Triceratons in yeah. a half shell. <laughs> Triceraton power. <laughs> Tonight I died on Triceraton soup. <laughs> I mean, come on. This what is, is a Triceraton. Yeah, God, I love, or, you know, man, I love being a Triceraton. <laughs> I'd say, they don't say God. <laughs> oh, God. I was going to do that. Never mind. Um, but yeah, um, you know, any other, uh, any other awesome stuff about the Manhattan Project? I mean, I know I goofed on the levels a lot, like, it, it was like, it was like beach, uh, super fast surfing, and then like floating Manhattan, where, like, I can't remember anything else that you have to do in this game. Well, that's like, I know you joined the, the Technodrome. Yeah. Well, yeah, you... I should have guessed that, you know, it's been a minute since I played Manhattan Project. 
Yeah, because you start on the beach and then you go onto like a boardwalk and then you do the surfboard and then you're on the submarine and then you go into Manhattan and there's a bunch of levels there. And I remember when you first start um, in Manhattan, like the city is floating and like in the beginning, the sidewalk just kind of drops off. And I remember checking to see like if you if you could actually jump off and you can and it will kill you. Um <laughs> I definitely remember like getting a game over at that just to test by testing it and being pissed. Um, yeah, and then you go into like the sewers. I know there's a section that I always thought was really cool where you end up fighting on rooftops at night, and they have like giant neon signs for the Foot Clan, and oh, like yeah. you can knock people cool. into the signs and it'll electrocute them. Cool. <laughs> yeah, this game was yeah. really good. Gonna say, let's see. Does anybody at any point fall down a manhole and say something like, "Who turned out the lights?" Or this something cave like is that, creepy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is stupid uh, because they fucking live in the sewer. Like, yep. it shouldn't be creepy at fucking all. God damn. <laughs> That's yeah. like the one thing about these turtle games. Is, is the it's been a long time since we discussed that, but yeah, falling into the sewer really should replenish the turtles. <laughs> like, they should well, just that be really like, happy to be home. Every time that they fall into water. And they like get damaged or lose health or whatever. It's like, but, but you're turtles. You're semi-aquatic. Like, you, yeah. What? <laughs> we all saw the ending of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. They survived because they jumped off the dock into the water. Well, uh, big sexy Kevin Owens killed himself using that boardwalk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what that happened. Is the, right? <laughs> that is the final boss of the game. You fight Shredder, and then he turns into Super Shredder, and you really? have to fight Super Shredder. Yeah. <gasps> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah! It's, God, I it's never an made awesome. I'm telling you, this game's awesome. Oh yeah, I mean, NES Turtles games—it's right at my uh, right at my kid alley. But you know, <laughs> I feel like I just never made it far in any of these games. So, um, yeah, awesome man. You know, great tunes, obviously Ninja Turtle tunes, um, and yeah, a total blast. Uh, David, anything else on uh, the Manhattan Project? No, I was just, I've been wanting to use this game for a long time, and once it hit 90s month, or 90s time, it's like, hell yeah, it's time to bust out Manhattan Project. Indeed it is. It, you know, there's hardly anything more 90s than the Turtles. So, uh, I say cowabunga, and, uh, Johnny, shall we keep it going? Sure. Game 2. <laughs> David already has an answer written down. That <laughs> is not surprising at all. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Johnny, we are clearly all in need of trivia as we have our answers touching our faces. Yeah. This game's title Same screen was changed significantly when localized internationally. I tried to pick the tunes that didn't have the obvious themes of them and thought I might trick you up, but I got my finger on this hat trick button now. Well, Johnny, uh, it's got a pretty dispersed song to it, my friend. <laughs> yeah. these answers. All right. We have Kirby's Dreamland, Kirby's Dreamland, and Kirby's Dreamland, which is correct. This is Kirby's Dreamland for the Game Boy, the first in the <laughs> long running series. I was gonna say, you know, easy trivia for this one. This is the first game in this series. Yeah. But this uh, is yeah, the yeah. only the game screen. where the main character is missing their trademark ability. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You cannot copy abilities in this uh, entry. That was just not a yeah. thing. Exactly. That's so weird to me. They didn't know what they had here. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. And there's another piece Ooh. of trivia that it would have given it away, which is the reason Kirby is white on the box art is at the time when they were making the art, Japan was still debating if Kirby was supposed to be uh, yellow or pink. And so Nintendo of America just went with white because that's how he looks in the game and figured, you know, it's safe either way. Well, f thank God you didn't do that and give it away, John. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so now what's you the difference the between uh, the title screens? Oh, so the, 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 the Japanese title screen actually has this really cool background going on. Um... Like, basically, it's like the first level with a bunch of Kirbys bouncing around on it, you know, and you got clouds in the background of the title text. And the Japanese title is pretty short. It's only, like, uh, like six, five or six Japanese characters here. Uh, whereas in the English version, it uses the same size font, but it spells out Kirby's Dreamland, which is way more characters. And so they probably just got rid of all the background to, you know, just so it's just the text. Like, the, the English title screen is Kirby's Dreamland, a few Kirbys... You're done. That's it. The Japanese style screen looks way cooler, I think. Stupid America spelling things with letters. Right? Ugh. You know, sir. You know. Gonna bite us in the ass one day. Everything's bigger in America, including our words. I mean, jeez. <laughs> you know, real American using words. Um, <laughs> man. Uh, so, Implying Japan doesn't use words. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We, you know, <laughs> they don't use letters for their words. Man, I, I don't want to get into this. This is going to come off as horrible and racist somehow. Um, so you don't copy enemies, eh? This is just a, uh, you know, suck and blow game? Yes, it is. Just a suck and blow game. Just old, just sucking up things and blowing them back on things. Yep. Cool. 
How many different things Spice. in this game can Kirby suck? Well done. Uh, so how, many, how many different suckable objects are there in Kirby's Dreamland? Uh, I don't know. I did not look up that stat. <laughs> how many objects are suckable? Great stat. <laughs> yeah. This game's main character can suck over 100 things in this game. John, I pulled up your computer no, and you're you're Googling things Kirby can suck. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you just typed in, he's still sucking. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's not full of Kirby stuff at all. <laughs> not just like, it's like, yeah, Kirby can suck up 100 things. It's a game on Game Boy, like, he can suck up 10, max. <laughs> so there might be some enemy variety. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. the original, original Kirby stream, which I don't know if you ever played it, but you can beat this game in like 30 or 45 minutes or something. It's pretty quick, you know. Not a lot of replay That's value, I'm not going to lie. So it's pretty quick for sucking and blowing. <laughs> God damn it. You can finish quick. Yeah. So much mm. sucking and blowing that you finish quick. <laughs> but according to Dire Crow, there's <laughs> over 40 named enemies in this game. Oh! Okay. You can su suck and blow 40 things. 40 things. <laughs> And you will finish quick. <laughs> also, I gotta assume there's blocks and apples and things, so I'm gonna guess it's like 42 yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -oh. But, uh, yeah, awesome, man. Um, it's appropriate this game would be short because, uh, that's very, very nice for, you know, a system that uses batteries. As many batteries as an original Game Boy did. So, good. Um, yeah. Classic. Shit, Jen. You know, I mean,. <laughs> Tell us something about Kirby's Dreamland, like you know. One thing I thought that book. was interesting. How many things actually carry over to the rest of the series? <laughs> one thing I thought that was kind of interesting, and I think actually th this does carry over through through a few games. Kirby's dancing animation is just composed of sprites from like his regular move set. Like they don't have, there's no special sprites in his dancing animation. They're just reusing things that's they already had. Cool. Which that's cool. pretty creative. That's pretty crafty. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I like it. Saving memory, mm. but uh, not letting you in, you know, like, that's, uh, that's like, uh, I've been watching a lot of videos on this guy who made, like, uh, Mickey, Ma Mickey Mania for Sega Genesis, and he goes over, like, all these crazy tricks they use to pull off, quote, impossible effects, and he points out, he's like, no, yeah, see, this is just a mirror of that, like, there's really, this is only taking up, like, half the memory you think it is, and blah, 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 and I'm, I'm really into learning about that kind of shit, so I already got a kick out of learning that, like, oh, yeah, it's just, like, they're just using sprites they already had, like, oh, yeah. that's great. Good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> efficient. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like their cars. Like, it's, everything in Japan is just efficient. It just makes sense. So, this came out in 92. How, how quickly did they crank out, like, all these other Kirby games? Because I feel like Kirby it, just showed up, and then they were all over the place. Yeah, because like, cool, Kirby's Adventure was 93, I think. Um, mm. I forget when Dreamland 2 came out, but not long after that. It was probably, like, 94, 95. Like, they, they, yeah, cool. once, that, once they turned on the Kirby machine, like, it was going. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, something about they just kept sucking. Um, <laughs> kept blowing out Kirby games. Boss Who are the bosses? Because there was Wispy Woods, there was Cracko the Cloud, Poppy and I know Brothers. there were at least like two more. Uh, I believe DDD was a boss. <laughs> well, um, yeah, well, but good thinking, John. <laughs> <laughs> the I tree, of course. Let's see here. Category: Bosses in Kirby's Dreamland. Uh, you know, we almost named all of them. There's also Lolo Lo and La La La. Oh, yeah. right. And Kaboom. Oh, with 
feet. <laughs> and Kabula, which is like some kind of flying uh, missile thing. Oh, I forgot where you turned into like the um, the scrolling shooter part. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. For some reason, I always think about forget about Kabula. Hmm. Yep. Classic Kirby move, turning into a different kind of game at some point, and fighting a what looks like an angry blimp. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Happens all the time, alright? <laughs> Sounds like Tuesday. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it, Jesse! For you, the day you fought an angry-looking blimp was the most important day of your life. I've... But for Kirby, it was Tuesday. Man, I wish Raul Julia was still alive to play Kirby in a live-action movie. That would be fantastic. So good. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> who would play the King DVD? Uh, yeah, man, who would play DVD? If Raul Julia was Kirby, who plays King DVD? Duh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay, you know, <laughs> I was thinking maybe Christopher Lloyd. Steven Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep John... that son of a bitch Kirby's ass. John Cena. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah! <laughs> oh man, yeah. God! I mean, like, actually, yeah, a wrestling ring, so that works. Like, <laughs> man, yeah. I would love to see John Cena dressed as a penguin and not like in Surfs Up too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, man. I don't know. He does have that big hammer. Maybe he should be Triple H. Mm. That's pretty awesome. Exactly. <laughs> He's going to hit you with his hammer so hard. <laughs> that, yeah. Wait, no. Triple H doesn't talk about that. That was... <laughs> <laughs> We're all over the place here. John's not reigning in this discussion <laughs> at all. Who would play Krakow? Uh, <laughs> Krakow the cloud with an eye? Yeah, I, I just imagine uh, Christopher Walken. <laughs> like, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Ooh, these are both good. John, just do no, an impression no. of Christopher Walken speaking a line of dialogue as Krakow the cloud with an eye. I'm gonna zap you. That's it. <laughs> That's all I got. Good, man. You know, that was a lot better than I was expecting, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was expecting a, a lot less. When your expectations are low, John feeds <laughs> <beats> them. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, I was expecting maybe a Pulp Fiction reference. <laughs> your father, he gave me this watch, and he had it hidden in his ass. <laughs> and... Yeah. Now I'm going to zap you with cloud lightning. <laughs> <laughs> That's way better than mine. <laughs> I just love Pulp Fiction and that, uh, that watch ass scene. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, we could continue casting the live action 90s Kirby movie. Um, yes. You know, it's, up, it's up to you, John. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's going to be a Patreon exclusive bonus, though, as we you know, okay. cast all video game movies from the 90s. Could I just get one more in? Please. What if we got Idris Elba to be Wispy Woods? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just super serious deep voice tree. Oh, I'm, um, yeah, yeah, count me in. And David, you may now do your Idris Elba as Wispy Woods impression to take us into game three. Oh, god damn, I didn't think this through. <laughs> yeah, you just did that to yourself. <laughs> I'm well aware of the effect that I have on Kirby's. <laughs> <laughs> Game uh, three. Good effort, John. <laughs> Game 
Magneto. Yeah, I like it. Needing a little bit of trivia. I am. So, this game was considered uh, around the time of its release and development as a spiritual successor to Act Razor, but it is now more commonly seen as part of an unofficial trilogy with what two other games? So, anybody feeling good? Nope. No. Hide it, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse's cruising. This is not cruising USA. Uh, Close though. Oh damn. Yeah, it's a lot like cruising USA, really. In fact, I think that's one of the games that this is a spinoff to of, right? <laughs> it's no. the unofficial sequel. <laughs> God, well, I had a really good dude. guess until I saw that it came out in America. Well, yeah. Oh, man. Hmm. Jenny. I'm trying to think of something funny. I can't. Oh, God, I got nothing. It's all right, man. You should try and win the game sometime. It feels good. Yeah, I, but I don't know this at all. Like, I got nothing. <laughs> all right, flip them. Uh, Johnny says Mega Man for Game Boy, the first one. That was an answer last week. <laughs> David says Act Razor 2, which would make sense as a spiritual spiritual successor to Act Razor. Jesse's got the correct answer, however. It's Soul Blazer. Yeah. 
also known in Japan as Soul Blader, uh, which is also a pretty cool name. <laughs> Blazer's way better. Be roller skating. If you <laughs> added a D, it'd be Soul Bladder. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that's a whole different game. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh, Jesse, did you ever play Soul Blazer? Nope, I just looked at 1992 games, thought SNES, and guessed that something fancy looking. What an interesting thing to Google. Um, you know, uh, what a lucky guess as to the year. Um, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Soul Blazer is... Uh, they, they thought it was originally going to be kind of a spiritual successor to ActRaiser because you're playing as like a, uh, like a deified guy down on Earth helping people out, kind of like an ActRaiser. But uh, then like eventually... Uh, yeah, exactly. You're blazing souls, man. <laughs> you have to collect 420 souls. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it eventually was uh, basically seen as the uh, first game in the trilogy with Illusion of Gaia. And then the final game in that trilogy is Terranigma, which never came out in the United States. And unless we do something special, we'll never be featured on this show. It's a damn shame. It's a fun game. Um... But yeah, man, Soul Blazer's pretty dope. Uh, you go around, it's just like a dungeon crawling game. You're, uh, you're you know, a deified guy uh, who's got, you know, a blade on which you can, you know, which you can use to, uh, you know, release souls. Uh, I'm just going to try and say soul and blaze and blade as many times as possible. So is it kind of like Dark Souls? It is. If there was more blades and blazing. Um, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, no, it's, it's cool. It's, uh, you know, like you go down, uh, the story is that like some evil King made a deal with the, uh, you know, the big bad of the game in which he traded all the people in the world for money. Uh, and so the King's got money and all the people are gone. And like, you know, it's just this desolate, you know, desolate world. And you have to go into these dungeons and clear out the monsters. And as you clear out these, like, monster lairs, they're just little portals that just keep on spawning monsters. You know, you kill, like, five monsters, the lair is sealed, and it puts people back into the, uh, into the world. And so then you can go back to, like, the little towns and start interacting with people. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, it's an interesting way to, you know, put the story out there. Um... But yeah, and it's, you know, you're playing as this guy and you can, you know, not only talk to people, but you can talk to every living thing. And so, like, when you defeat certain enemies, it'll release, like, oh, it released the guy who operates the mill so that, you know, the water wheel starts turning and this happens. Other times it's like, you released a goat and <laughs> you can just go talk to a goat. It's like, hey, I'm a Soul. goat. Thanks for releasing me. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you're welcome. A mysterious goat, <laughs> like, and yeah, it's uh, it's a really uh, it's a really fun little game. I was playing it for a little while before the show, and like, I totally want to go back and beat the whole thing. Cause uh, has anybody played Illusion of Gaia? Anything? A little bit. This somewhat series. Uh, I know of it, and I would like to play it, but I have not. Right. Well, it, you know, it's got similar like uh gameplay to illusion of Gaia in terms of like the dungeons and things you're just going around defeating all the enemies in a certain area and you know it unlocks more things illusion of Gaia has got a much more clearly defined aesthetic and story and you know completely different setting but uh but yeah soul blazer you can see like the uh you know how it's like a proto illusion of Gaia the the dungeon crawling and the, the enemies are pretty fun so um yeah, it's cool. It's got this really frustrating magic mechanic where, like, you get 
magic from other like deified beings who have been down on Earth, and uh, they turn into like a, a ball of light that rotates around you the entire time you're walking through the dungeon. And I'm like, you know, it'd be cool if I just could shoot a fireball wherever I wanted, but you have to fucking aim the fire. Like, you've got a ball of light rotating around you, and it shoots in the direction you're facing, but it doesn't just shoot out from you. It shoots out from that ball of light. So, like, it's a really frustrating fireball shooting mechanic. It's, a, it's an odd little thing. They're they trying a lot of weird little things in this game. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a cool game. It's got, you know, cool dungeons and, you know, fucking, uh, you know, wacky monsters and, like, the fucking, uh, I don't know, classic, you know, just weird attitudes towards humanity that other quintet games have. I mean, like, a lot of, a lot of dark shit happens in Actraiser, and then, like, there's illusions, that's illusions with an A, to a lot of dark shit in Illusion of Gaia. Uh, and then uh, there's yeah. illusions. Do you mean illusions of Gaia? <laughs> Are there? Oh man, you know there's so many. I can't even I can't even talk about them all. Um, but yeah, like there's just you know, I mean the whole thing is the king traded all the all the people in the world for money. Like yeah, that's that's pretty dark and probably says something about some guy's philosophical opposition to money and capitalism or something. Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's just a fun game. Uh, the villain has one of the best bad guy names that I feel like needs to return in, like, comics or something as somebody else's name for a better thing. Uh, the big bad of the game is Death Toll. Hmm. Pretty That's dope That's a pretty name. great name. Yeah. Yeah, after, like, Justice League, and they've got the whole, you know, everybody with, like, you know, Steppenwolf and Darkseid. How about Death Toll? Like, <laughs> one, it has the word death in it. Two, death toll is already a phrase used when, you know, telling about how many people die in some kind of tragedy. And three, a toll is something you pay with money. So, like, he paid money for death. I, you know, it's a reach, but I'm telling you, man, this name's got layers. Uh, you know, this game, man, it's got, uh, it's got some stuff to it, man. It's deep. It definitely you know. sounds like it's worth going to your local blockbuster and renting it. It absolutely is. And it was so popular. It was, I mean, like, there was a whole section of just Soul Blazer back when I was uh, back when I was coming up, man. It was just, you know, Super Nintendo section. The S section, you know, you would have thought it would have been Super Mario. But no, it was, it was all Soul. Soul Blazer, man. Secret uh, Mana? Nah. Soul Blazer. Yeah, exactly. You know. Uh, no, I really wish I had played this when I was a kid because, you know, I, uh, you know, I don't know. I would have really gotten into it. And then, you know, when I started playing Illusion of Guy, I would have been like, this feels a lot like that Soul Blazer game. But, eh, whatever. One out of three for the uh, Soul Blazer Illusion of Gaia Terra Enigma trilogy ain't bad. Um, Johnny, you look like you're just dying to say something about Blazing Souls. No, I'm not. Why? What? It's called Soul Blazer. <laughs> Is it? Jeez, oh, yeah, I'm getting it all wrong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I've never played this. What's your favorite uh, part? Is it anything yeah. like the Soul Edge and Soul Blade series, Soul Caliber series, or no? No, not at all. I oh. don't think so. No. Mm. Besides the word Soul, and I don't know. I feel like there's probably like some misanthropy in the Soul Edge and Soul Caliber series. Like, is there is there a disdain for humanity in those series? Because like this this one's yes. got it pretty good. <laughs> so yeah. If misanthropy is a thing that you can uh, just apply to multiple series, yes, this this has it. Hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. There's okay. not a whole lot to say about this game. It's kind of the forgotten. I think Illusion of Gaia is the only game that people here in America know, and it's pretty well forgotten. So this proto Illusion of Gaia is extra forgotten, and uh, Terranigma never came out here, so it was never known to begin with. So, yep, this is uh, this is an early '90s gym through and through. It absolutely is worth picking up and playing. I think you can beat it. I mean, you know, all the enemies are pretty easy to beat. Like the parts that I was playing. You can kind of haul ass through this game. Like, uh, I think I made I think I made pretty good strides in like the hour I was playing it today before the show. So, uh, yeah, might be worth checking out. Maybe I'll just like stream the whole thing if I ever get a day off again. Ooh, that'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, just you know, just spend all day blazing souls. Mm. Yeah, but <laughs> anyway, yeah, the game's dope. And oh, and actually, I should say something about the music. Uh, that <laughs> music is the dungeon music, so like it's this, you know, it's kind of like Act Razor. It's got like the organy type music, and then you go into the first dungeon and it's playing like slap bass, like funk music for the whole thing. I'm like, well, that's unexpected. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought this was a kind of a medieval setting and something else. Like, <laughs> that uh, really caught me off guard. <laughs> so good. Um. Yeah, and the whole game has a lot of uh, weird slap bassy stuff for its like uh, dungeons and boss fights, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's weird. Yeah, I think that's ultimately the point of this game. It's weird. The music's good and weird, and uh, yeah, it's you know nobody remembers it, but you know I don't know. Maybe they can bring it back someday. Gonna, you know, but in the meantime, let's just continue blazing souls. And uh, move on to uh, the next game there, John. Game Soul Blaze 420. (laughs) Oh, that was fast. That was only 20 seconds. (laughs) All right. Like it. So, who wants some trivia? Please, please. This one. Uh, this is our fan request for the evening. This comes to us uh, via Twitter from a uh, frequent requester, uh, Dire Crow at Dire Haunch Crow on Twitter. Thank you for this request. Um, according to this game's cover, this game is quote a virtual adventure game inspired by the works of. 
what author? Do you guys uh, have guesses, or do you want me to fill in the trivia before you guess? No, I just have a guess. Let's go into guesses. I love it. Let us guess. Uh, John Regan says, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Incorrect. Jesse says, Flashback. Also incorrect. And David Fleming says, A Sherlock Holmes PC game. Something, uh, oh, parentheses. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Uh, no. So to fill in that trivia, this is an adventure. Oh, hold on. Let me pull it back up. I definitely, a virtual adventure game. Hmm? I definitely answered the trivia instead of writing <laughs> down a game. <laughs> yeah. Nice job, bro. Wow. <laughs> so, it's uh, not a uh, King Quest 4, is it? It is not. Okay. Uh, this is fun. a virtual adventure game inspired by the works of HP Lovecraft. Ooh, okay. It's Alone in the Dark. Call of Cthulhu? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it wow. actually briefly was going to be licensed with Call of Cthulhu, but they decided not to uh, let it use that license, so it became Alone in the Dark. Uh, you know, originally released in 1992 for the uh, for MS-DOS, and then later in 1994 on CD-ROM. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is a game that happened. Um, man, who here busted out Alone in the Dark back in the day? One of the first ever survival horror games. Possibly yeah. the first ever survival I was going to say, game. wasn't this ki- like a kind of 3D <clears throat> game at the time? Like, it, it was pretty, like, uh, what's the word? Like, cool at the time. <laughs> it was pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the word. It's, uh, what's that thing? Uh, good. Uh, <laughs> Groundbreaking. That's yeah. the term. <laughs> 
It, it is, John, actually. You're right. This is one of the first games that used, uh, like, 3D polygonal characters. Uh, they were set against, like, uh, still backgrounds, so it had, like, fixed camera angles and things for when you're moving around the house. Uh, but yeah, it's like, yeah, it's one of the first survival horror games, and it's one of the first games that uses 3D polygonal models. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, kind of a groundbreaking game in those respects. Um, other than that, uh, you know, I obviously have never played anything in these series. Uh, you know, as much as survival horror is a thing, it's, uh, not really a thing for me. John, you're the big survival horror guy, so, uh, you know... Yeah, help us out here, man. Tell us about Alone in the Dark. I've never yeah, what's played your favorite part? Uh, I've never played yeah. it. I just know it exists and it that it's what's that word cool, but that's about it. Like <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, the part of what you're supposed to say is I like the part where you're alone. Uh, <laughs> alone in the dark. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Come on, man. The title is just an alley oop for a bad joke. Ah. Um But yeah, uh, you know, you go into a mansion, and I guess from what I was reading, it starts, you're in the attic of the mansion, and you're trying to find your way out of the mansion. And, uh, yeah, on the way out of the mansion, guess what? There's monsters. And a lot of them aren't things you can kill, so parts of it are, like, puzzle solving, and other parts of it are monster punching, but most of it, like, you gotta solve things, you gotta escape by solving a puzzle or whatever. Um, and yeah, it, uh, it was probably really cool in 1992. I don't know. You know, I just, I just wasn't a PC gamer back in, uh, back in the early nineties. Uh, Johnny, you were the big PC gamer back in the early nineties. Give us, uh, give us your early nineties, uh, PC memories. Man, I was an early nineties Mac gamer, not a PC gamer. It was Ooh. different. Yeah. Touché. If it wasn't like Warcraft marathon. Yeah. <laughs> or Marathon or... <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I thought this might be the case. So we have to move on to talking about everyone's favorite movie, the 2005 Ua Bowl adaptation of Alone in the Dark. Ooh. Um, Is that the one where Tara Reid was playing the scientist? Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) Tara Reid, the archaeologist and museum curator, of course. Uh, And who else is in that movie? Christian Slater. And Steven Dorf, my man. Um, my man. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any, you know, John, I would like you to remember any time that I say the name Steven Dorf to hit the Spice. my man. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, what was that name again? I forgot. Uh, my man. That's Commander Richard Burke. Uh, you have actor Steven Dorf. My man. All right, good. We're going to get this down by the end of the episode because, spoilers, all the games from here on out feature Steven Dorf. Yeah, so wait, Jesse, did you say you've actually seen this movie? Wait, what? What movie is this again? Alone in the Dark. <laughs> no, 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 I have not seen this movie. That's why I was like, what movie? no, I have not seen this movie at all. Yeah, it's funny. When I was thinking about it, it's like, oh, man, that's the one with uh, with the woman who played the female Terminator in Terminator 3. And then as I was looking it up, I'm like, wait, no, that's that shitty adaptation of Blood Rain. I was going to say, that's this Blood Rain. This is the movie yeah, that yeah, I've that's, definitely those are two not different seen. Things. 
Yeah, <laughs> this one's got scientist Tara Reed, um, <laughs> which is the most 2005 thing that ever happened. Um, yeah, no. So, uh, thank thankfully, we don't have much to say about the film Alone in the Dark. Uh, if we did, that was actually that was a secret test. It was like a citizenship test. Um, it was like a movie taste test. If you had, if you had seen that movie and had strong opinions on it, you're off the show. So, you know, thank goodness we all avoided that blunder. Um, but David, you're uh, you're the Lovecraft guy around here. Tell us uh, tell us all the Lovecraftian influences on Alone in the Dark. How did I get that title? <laughs> Just taking a shot. <laughs> well, you are king. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I never played it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. John, five. I, I feel like <laughs> briefly we need to shift the focus because you did just put in the chat that you've now Googled things Kirby sucks and who is Steven Dorf? <laughs> and how dare you? not know who steven dorf is I don't know who that is <laughs> one i'd also like to point out that my twice man. his name has been mentioned that you yeah. have failed to push my man we have my man. Man. twice is, isn't steven <laughs> the short dude that like plays golf <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> i'm looking at pictures of him and i have no idea he's he's from blade man i so, I've never seen Blade Confession Time with John. Oh, I forgot you don't like action movies. I did finally see Die Hard uh, this year. Finally. And, Thank God. And Die Hard finally. 3. And Die Hard 3. Did skipped, you skip Die Hard 2? I skipped Die Hard 2. Wait, what Why? kind of movie do you not like? Because uh, Daniel really wanted to see the one with Samuel L. Jackson. So I, we just went straight to it. I mean, fair enough. But how dare you skip Die Hard 2? <laughs> <laughs> Die Hard 2 is very important to the Die Hard canon because it proves it shows that John McClane gets into all kinds of mishaps on Christmas Eve uh, <laughs> of all times. Um, yeah, Stephen Dorff is a uh, pretty dope-ass actor. I am making light of him because literally all I can think of until I knew today that he is in Alone in the Dark is Blade. Blade is dope. Uh, you should have watched Blade by now. John, I think that I'm just going to have to do a spinoff of GTT where we do action movies just so I can make you watch Blade eventually. Like, <laughs> I, I so need you to start watch, watching action movies. I don't understand how you haven't seen these. <laughs> that sounds a great part. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> okay, good. So huh. we're going to do a side spinoff, you know, possibly Patreon exclusive, Game That Tune Action Boys movie <laughs> commentary. Oh my god, uh, okay. Action Boys yeah. is a great movie. Yeah, yeah, one, that's the title yeah. of either A, this episode, or B, that new podcast. <laughs> as, as I said that, I realized that there's already a group called the Action Boys, so... Aww, <laughs> fuck that. We'll, still, we'll work something else out to where we're not stepping on those toes. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, you know, more Steven Dorf discussion coming in future episodes of the Game That Tune action movie podcast. And in the meantime, uh, thank you, Dire Crow, for the request. Uh, cool tunes, cool survival horror game that none of us played, but inspired much, you know, many other survival horror games that we would all eventually play. And uh, yeah, um, Alone in the Dark. That's uh, that's one of those things. So, Johnny, let us continue. Game 
Interesting. God, I was. Do you even need it? Okay. Uh, there are a total of five stages, which comprise a combination of new levels created specifically for this game, and ones based off the levels from the first arcade game and another game in the series. Yeah. Awesome. Well, well, well. Yeah. All right. This is this is uh interesting because uh 
I think this was easy. So let's yeah. see if it was easy. Almost as easy as our first game. Let's oh. see John's penis. Let's see, we got Johnny with uh, TMNT, the Hyperstone Heist. We got John with Hyperstone Heist. We got David with Hyperstone Heist, and it's a Hyperstone hat trick. That's pretty great. So, Hell yeah. I think it's crazy that uh, we had another Turtles game earlier. <laughs> yep. I'll, I'll let you do a fresh take. Totally not planned. I'll let you do a fresh take if you want to say Hyperstone Hat Trick. <laughs> Hyperstone Hat Trick. That's pretty great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> cool. I'm editing that in. That's going to sound great. Uh, <laughs> it's a Hyperstone Hat Trick. <laughs> Hyperstone Hat Trick. <laughs> um, yeah, so th is this just like a remix of Turtles in Time? Like, Kind of, sort of. Um, or what? It's fun. You know, it's... Um, there's a lot of stuff from Turtles in Time in there. Um, there's a few things from the arcade game, and you know, it's just Sega Genesis Turtles, you know, beaten up on Flip Clan. It's it's fun. Yeah, so, it looks I great mean, too. Sounds great, and uh, the music uh, was sped up. Like it was basically the same soundtrack as the SNES music, but it was uh, sped up just a little bit, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. I'm, you know, I'm surprised it sounded so close to the SNES one because hearing it, I'm like, well, that just sounds like Tit, but I know it's Hyperstone Heist <laughs> because we've used Tit, but Genesis music usually sounds so distinct from Super Nintendo music. Yeah, this is <laughs> a lot smoother. It's weird. Yeah, it really is. I don't know what they did differently, but uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, you know, I never played Hyperstone Heist. I played the hell out of Turtles in Time. Uh, and you know, I've seen videos of the Hyperstone Heist, and it really does just look like an odd, like remix of yeah. like Turtles in Time. Like it's got all the basic stuff, but like in different places. Like the first level's the New York City, but it starts in the sewer, and yeah, you, know, you don't go, you don't do the same stuff. And then I think you like you go up to the streets and then back down to the sewer, and you fight Leatherhead. Like, <laughs> yep. oh, okay, <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> I thought we fought Leatherhead in like the old West World or whatever he did in Turtles in Time, but yeah, um, yeah, it, you know, like I'm trying to remember what the other levels are because there is a uh, New York City, a mysterious ghost ship, yeah, Shredder's hideout, the Gauntlet, and the <laughs> final shell shock. Oh man, now. So the gauntlet, is it like a real world road rules challenge theme level? <laughs> um, one, John, that I think that's just called dumb. the I think it's just called the challenge now, for one thing. It is just called the challenge now, but I will always refer to it as the real world road rules challenge. <laughs> uh, you know, gauntlet three. <laughs> you know, I oh. think it's more like it, it becomes like a top down game and you have to like walk around and like kill a bunch of foot clan. And then every now and then the computer goes, Leonardo needs food. Leonardo needs food. Leonardo needs food. <laughs> awesome. It's it's not a remake of that one part of American Gladiators where you have to run by the guys with the uh, with the blocking pads. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Uh, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of gauntlets in this game. <laughs> yeah. Almost an infinity uh, gauntlet. Wait, oh, are Ninja Turtles really just a Marvel spoof? Dude, if those were the Hyperstones, <laughs> yeah, you find the oh gauntlet. Oh my god, Hyperstones, Infinity Stones, the Hyper Gauntlet, 
Manhattan Project, Age of Ultron. Holy fuck! It all, just oh my god! Open a can of tomatoes. Space. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's <laughs> too good. You know, Thanos Shredder would be fantastic. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, uh, no one you know thinks of pleasure when dining on turtle soup. <laughs> Truly, this <laughs> brings a smile to my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yep that needs to happen Ninja Turtle has Disney bought the Ninja Turtles yet <laughs> do they own Nickelodeon and the Turtles mm, not yet oh. I sure hope so they really should <laughs> you know when I was a kid I went to MGM Studios which was a Disney park I met yeah. Ninja Turtles there <gasps> so it could happen again yeah it should. They, they had the fucking party van and shit there it was awesome did they, were they flying the turtle blimp? No, there was no blimp, but they did have the party van, which <laughs> I thought was really amazing as a kid. Uh, it'd be uh, it'd be pretty great to see a real world like creation of the turtle blimp. Like, that'd be, cool. be the most oh, impractical building. <laughs> I know that's what's so great about it. Like, I thought as a kid, it's like they're flying their own blimp. That's amazing. And then I'm like. <laughs> is the least effective form of transportation <laughs> like it makes a great toy but man the turtles were stupid to take that blimp places <laughs> april's been kidnapped we gotta get to her in six hours <laughs> to the zeppelin <laughs> 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 they're very quickly getting away this is not the best idea <laughs> They run to the blimp. It's well, only like it's, it's in the process of filling up. <laughs> like they can't even take <laughs> off yet. Yeah, so they park a blimp in the sewer and have a helium refill. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> How does nobody know we're down here? <laughs> Good God. Now he's got me imagining like a blimp coming out of the sewer, like popping off the sewer cap and like squeezing its way through it. You hear that like balloon oh steel rubbing God. sound, like. <laughs> people just standing around like what what's going on like the hell's that <laughs> just blocking traffic for an hour <laughs> for, like, for like an hour and a half also I'd like to take this opportunity to formally request that the next free pillay jingle has John Regan saying it makes that balloon sound like it's a hot clip Oh my god. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, Turtle Blimp, not real, sadly. Um, and probably not featured in this game. Um, from what I recall reading about this game, it, you know, I keep saying just remakes of Turtles in Time, but like, it is a lot like that, except you can't throw things. You can't throw foot soldiers towards the screen, because I guess Genesis couldn't do the sprite scaling. Nope. Um, and then, other than that, yeah, it's just like it's just like a shortened version of Turtles in Time, but like I guess the levels are it's longer levels, but there's only five levels, and I think you eventually yeah. fight Super Shredder. So yeah, Super Shredder, uh, Tatsu is a boss. Oh, Angry Bald Man! That's right. <laughs> yeah, Bachman, Krang, and Rocksteady are the other ones. Oh yeah, wait a minute. Doesn't this have Baxter Stockman not fly? Like. It's like just normal scientist Baxter Stockman. Oh man, I don't remember. It's been. I feel like I remember time. seeing that now. Like he's like he's in a rocket ship or something, and he's not a fly. And it's like, <laughs> um, who the fuck wants that? 
I'm gonna fight Baxter Stockman, it either needs to be, you know, a fly, or I guess nowadays it would be Tyler Perry. Uh, you know, it just, you can't just have, you know, I don't know, you can't have not a fly Baxter Stockman, what's the point? Yeah. 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 Otherwise, it's just, it's just some dude. Like, it could be anybody. It could be me, if it's not a fly, you know. You you would actually be well cast as Baxter Stockman, John. I could see you turning into a fly very <laughs> easily. It would, you know, oh, man. that would be really good casting. <laughs> you know, you're Baxter Stockman, and Shredder is, of course, Steven Dorff. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> we used up all our uh, turtle chat early in the show. Uh, Jesse, what else about Hyperstone Heist besides it being... The Turtles game for Genesis. I don't know. I just, you know, I was thinking, and the Turtles are one of those things that I think, I, I think you guys might have the same affection for them. Oh, I do. Uh, like yeah. they're like that thing that just, it's you, you're always going to be, you know, thinking about the Ninja Turtles at some point in the day, you know, because it was part of our childhood and it's still part of the like it's still going on. Like the toys are the same kind of toys that we were played with, which is kind of cool. Um, the new series that just ended, um, that was really good, actually. Um, right. And this new series that they're starting up, uh, the trailer looks pretty decent. But, like, it's kind of weird that it's just, like Ninja Turtles have been this, like, generation thing that just that keeps going and going and going. And it's just, yeah, because all kids at some point in their life need Ninja Turtles. They're, yeah. they're just great. Like, and actually, one thing I do remember also about this game, it had an option uh, in the option screen where you could go with the... Uh, you could change the color of the turtles. Oh, cool. Um, to reflect either the way they're portrayed in the cartoon, which is pretty much the same shade of green, and, you know, their bandanas and stuff, or it could be more like their comic coloring, where... Uh, That's awesome. They've each got, like, different, uh, you know, different, like, flesh colors. So, like, you know, Michelangelo's a lot more green, and Donatello's kind of more brown. You know, I, you know, I have seen videos about this, because, you know, it was like... That's- uh, have I missed out on something by not playing this? Eh, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, being able to change the turtles to reflect their comic book roots, kind of cool. Um, you know, taking things from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, and making them for a second Genesis game, also kind of cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It was like, you know, they were thinking, it's like, why do we want to have a great Turtles game just on SNES? Even the Sega kids need a Ninja Turtles game. Because exactly. it's the Ninja Turtles. Everyone needs the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. You know, they do. They were right to do it. <laughs> yeah. It'd, it'd be a shame if, uh, if Turtles were just a, uh, you know, just a Nintendo thing. I'm glad they're not. Even though that would have maybe led to them being in, like, Smash Brothers by now. So, instead, oh, they're, in, they're now in, what is that, Injustice? Injustice 2. Yeah, man. I don't even know what to make Which, of that. When does that pack come out? Because yeah. I have uh, many questions. Yeah, Daddy needs an Xbox One all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, it sounds awesome, though. Because <laughs> Ninja Turtles beating up Superman, you know, that sounds like uh, things I did when I was a kid. So. <laughs> Ninja Turtles yeah. beating up Hellboy. Also good. Ooh. Yeah, not the, not the toys I played with as a kid in that, in that instance. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So cool, man. Um. Anything else on the uh, on the Hyperstone heist? Did we ever say what the Hyperstones actually were? And um, I think they're like heist- the Infinity Stones, but with Shredder. Gotcha. 
God, if, you know, that'd be pretty cool if in, you know, Infinity War, the gauntlet was more Shredder-like, you know, because yeah. Thanos is already kind of purple. So, like, if you just kind of, you know, make it more of an outfit thing, I mean, really, Thanos and Shredder are one. I feel like with the power of the Infinity Stones, you could change the way the gauntlet looks to make it look like a big, like, Shredder thing. Bingo. Because, I mean, you control it space, time, everything, so why not? Yeah, exactly. Once you find that gauntlet-changing stone, you know, it's on. So, awesome. Um, yeah, cool. So, uh, you know, are we uh, are we satisfied with the length yes. of the show? Do we need to go to the calculating computer, or Johnny, is it time for a bonus game? I think we can go to the calculating computer. Um, oh. Let's do it. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let me um, change this from not the one we used last week. Sorry, I usually do this before the show, but I got distracted. Good and... thinking, John. Yeah. Let's see here. Da, 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 da. Let's load up uh, this one. We haven't used this one in a while. All right. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Space. Boops. Scoring complete. This Classic. game's winner is... Jesse Moore. Yeah. Cowabunga. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Cowabunga indeed. Um, great game tonight, Jesse. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Scored a lot of points. You brought us a second TMNT game for the night. You know, that earns you a 90s win. So, uh, hell to the yeah. We had a tie uh, between Jesse and John. However, Jesse titled his bonus tune... Jesse Bonus, best worst song. Oh man, it's bad. Like wow, like that's what he named the file tonight. So I'm giving Ooh. it to Jesse because I'm very curious about what this is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, have to uh, know I now. also uploaded no bonus tunes, and now that I know that Jesse has uh, chosen TMNT, I'm really crossing my fingers that we've got some Vanilla Ice bonus tunes taking us home. <laughs> but first, Jesse, you must choose a theme for our next episode. I mean, we've been having so much fun in the 90s, and we're still in episodes that have to do with 90s, so let's just keep it in the 90s. Jesse, that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> my man. Yes, my man indeed. <laughs> You've read all of our minds. So uh, continuing our, tre- our you know, trek through the 90s next week on Game That Tune. Fantastic. So, And um, uh, I'm sorry, you. I just want to jump in to clarify. It's... The 90s as a decade, right? Oh, yes. Any game from the 90s? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, the 1990s. 1990s. Yes. Okay, cool. We didn't clarify that last week. Thank God no one shows anything from the 1890s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really dodged a bullet on, uh, I don't know, backgammon. Uh, I got close to <laughs> picking a game from the 2090s, but I thought that might freak you guys out a little bit. Decided not to do it. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear you what it's going to sound like in 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I can only hear this in the implant inside my head. Shit, this isn't going to work for the show. You guys, like, can't, you guys can't hear oh, in the man. eighth dimension yet? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you guys can't smell that music? <laughs> <laughs> smell that tune. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but anyway, thanks, everybody, uh, for listening. Thank you to our uh, our live viewers. Uh, you know, we had a lot, of, uh, a lot of good chatter in the chat room tonight. Uh, so, you know, if you want, be sure to tune in live. We're live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. 
twitch.tv slash game that tune facebook.com slash game that tune and youtube.com slash game that tune and then we are in podcast form uh the following wednesday morning so check us out in your podcast device uh be on the lookout for our new upcoming action movie breakdown podcast scar chat uh <laughs> that's bound to happen for real so uh that's the next podcast from the uh from the game that tune crew um and then yeah uh you know scar chat may however become a patreon exclusive so you should check out patreon.com slash game that tune it's the home for our fun exclusives uh we've got mixtapes galore and uh you know free play jingles that you can use as ringtones and uh you know you uh by helping us out on patreon uh you're improving the show you know we're all getting new microphones and uh, new headphones and better setups and shit. So, uh, you know, check out patreon.com slash game that tune. We can always use some more help. And thank you to our Patreon super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger and Lance Revere. You guys are fantastic. Cowabunga dudes. Um, and then, yeah, we uh, love taking requests. Thanks again to Dire Haunch Crow for the request tonight. Uh, so, yeah, you can send us requests, game that tune at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at game that or you can slide into our individual DMs. You can find me on Twitter at jgangsta187. Find John Regan on Twitter at jpreganjr. Yeah, you can find David Fleming on Twitter at EFD Fleming. And you can find Jesse Moore, this week's winner. And I forgot to mention that he makes dope-ass Fire Pro Wrestling videos, and those are all over our YouTube channel. And he's got new ones coming soon. You can find him on Twitter at Sega underscore legend. Hell yeah. So, Jesse, you've got the bonus tunes, man. Uh, I'm really interested to hear what these are. Oh, man. So, uh, in 1990, I bought a little cassette tape called Ninja Turtles Coming Out of Their Shells. (gasps) And uh, so I picked the song Cowabunga. Because I think they're all rapping, and it's it's that weird rap that's not good, but you keep listening to. Uh huh. So, <laughs> let's uh. Oh, Calabunga. So... <laughs> oh. Man, you got to think the groove is sound. Listen to the tracks we're laying down. The girls are coming up from the ground. We got a message that we have found. Gonna keep rapping. Gonna keep talking. Are you ready to go? Let's get on with the show now. Hey, y'all, Leonardo's his name. He is the leader that you claim the fame now. He is the man my brothers trust when shred a man, we go for the bus. He's a turtle standing tall and proud. But he loves to rock the crowd. So he put down his weapon, he picked up an instrument. Different kind of message is what he implements. Turtle!
He's mellow. It's simple. It's simple what makes him grin. Just give him anything. Give him anything. Give him anything that you plug in. If it's got to do with a chip or a bit, energy that just won't quit. Now, when we started, we had no choice. We needed something to help our voice. And we went to work to develop a plan. And now we're making music for all our fans. Look to die for the whistles and bells, helping each of us to come out of our shell. Michelangelo, let me kick my story, just say so Born like a pet, just like the rest of them I grew up wild, party with the best of them Living loose, living large With my human now, I'm in charge It's not that I'm crass, not that I'm rude It's just that I'm a naturally humorous dude Turn up the volume, baby, let's pump it I see the Foot Clan, man, you know I thump it Cowabunga is my favorite word I use it all the time, or haven't you heard? I'm out of control, wild and crazy Hazy, baby, a little bit lazy That's four minutes none of us will ever get back. <laughs> uh, let me just say, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project, is copyright 1992, Konami Company Limited. Kirby's Dream Land is copyright 1992, Nintendo of America Incorporated, and HAL Laboratory Incorporated. Soul Blazer is copyright 1992, Quintet Company Limited, and Enix Corporation. Alone in the Dark is copyright 1992, Infogrames Entertainment. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Hyperstone Heist is copyright 1992, Konami Company Limited. All right. What the fuck? Uh, that was great. What? <laughs> what do you do when you can't think of a rhyme? Cowabunga! It's the early version of I'm I'm the hip hopopotamus. My rhymes are bottomless. What the hell? <laughs> I'm a ninja turtle, and I'm here to say I'm rapping in a turtle way. Like, uh, <laughs> that's so bad. <laughs> That's so. Vanilla Ice did not make the worst Ninja Turtle theme rap song of all time. Um, that's good to know. And Johnny has just botched this whole intro by leaving. 
I think I saw his butt crack too, which is very Yeah, I did too. That was remarkably rude. <laughs> look, he's like, look at my son ass. Son of a That's bitch. What, what does he think I'm doing here? <laughs> Uh, I also I also love that he was like trying to be very nonchalant and set us a message like, hey, I, I gotta step away for a second. Try try to stall for time. And the first thing you do is call him out for leaving. Do, do you think I'm looking at the fucking chat right now? I don't look at that. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, this is serious business. Game that yeah. too. Yeah, um I mean I was literally five seconds. I was literally five seconds away from starting the music and he ran off, so <laughs> Just say, because if you were um, looking at the chat, you would see that a uh, Dire Crow fan of the show adds the MP3 file format was developed and released in 1992. Thank you, Dire Crow. You're a great contributor to the show. So anyway, John, as I was saying for this uh, for this bit that I'm doing here, right. I think we uh, saw your butt. Yeah, one, your butt is showing. Oops. And two, don't run away as I'm trying to complete this bit. Hmm. I guess we could talk about uh, Die Hard and my thoughts on it. Maybe a little preview of our upcoming new podcast. John, I would love to hear your thoughts on Die Hard as a first-time Die Hard watcher. My God. One, I loved it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's what's his face? Uh, the guy who plays uh, Hans... Um, what's, that, what's his last name? Grumman? Oh, Albert. Reginald Bell Johnson. Hans Gruber. <laughs> Wait, what, what did you say? Reginald <laughs> Bell Johnson. I don't think that's right. <laughs> Paul Gleason. No. <laughs> Robert Davi. God damn it. <laughs> no. um, the guy uh, that plays Argon. Oh, God. Sorry, I'm four beers in. Help me out. What was the name? What was Bobby. the name? Bedelia. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman was great as Hans Gruber. <laughs> He's the voice of God and Snape. Something I was Jeez. trying to figure out. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but like in Die Hard One, Bruce Willis has a very noticeable scar on his uh, arm, uh, like in his shoulder. And then in Die Hard Three, I noticed he still had it. And I was wondering if like they're just really good continuity, or does Bruce Willis actually have that scar? Is that a real scar that he has? That's a that's a better uh, better topic for our eventual uh, spinoff podcast when we get to Scar Chat. Um, <laughs> There's going to be so many be disappointed Disney Die fans. Hard 3 because not only will we discuss Die Hard 3 and John, and John McClane's Scar, we will also discover or discuss uh, Jeremy Irons, the voice of Scar. Perfect. So, oh, perf- oh, my God. I didn't it's going to be a good Scar Chat. That's great. 